Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews with your host, Aaron Martell. Hello there, I'm Aaron Martell, and welcome to Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, a podcast where I talk about and review a rock album of my choice. Today I'm flying solo, no co-pilots, but if you're listening and you're interested in coming on the show to review an album with me, I'm always on the lookout for co-pilots to host the podcast with me. There are a few ways to get in touch with me, which I'll go over at the end of the show. So on this week's episode, I'm going to discuss Cinderella's 1988 album, Long Cold Winter. When Cinderella arrived on the national scene in 1986, they were immediately lumped in with the musical genre known as hair metal, or later on, glam metal. Based on their image, it was easy to see why. They had teased up hair and wore makeup and flashy, glittery clothes. At this point in the mid-80s, I was heavily into this type of music, and yet when Cinderella's first album, Night Songs, came out, I had a hard time getting into it. It had nothing to do with the riffs or melodies of the songs themselves. It was frontman and vocalist Tom Kiefer's voice. It sounded like a cross between Brian Johnson of ACDC's Screech and Steven Tyler of Aerosmith's Yowl, and I always had a difficult time enjoying that type of vocalist at first listen. But the band was getting significant airplay on radio and MTV, and I finally acquired a taste for Cinderella around the time Long Cold Winter arrived two years later, and I found myself liking their songs a lot more. But strangely, the sound of Long Cold Winter was a departure from the first album in many ways, so there was another adjustment period letting these tracks sink in and accepting the fact that the band was attempting to distance themselves from glam metal and move in a more blues rock direction. At any rate, I got this album on cassette within a few months of its release, and Cinderella and I lived happily ever after. Now I'll give you some basic facts about Long Cold Winter, brought to you by Wikipedia. What Wiki says goes. Long Cold Winter is the second studio album by American glam metal band Cinderella, released on May 21st, 1988 on the Mercury Records label in the United States and on the Vertigo label in Europe. It was produced by Andy Johns, Tom Kiefer, and Eric Brittingham and was recorded from 1987 to 1988 at Bearsville Studios, Bearsville, New York, with overdubs recorded at KGM Studios in Gladwine, Pennsylvania. It reached number 10 on the Billboard 200 chart and is certified three times platinum by the RIAA. Next, I'll go over the band's lineup card. We have Tom Kiefer on electric, acoustic, and steel guitars, harmonica, and lead vocals. Jeff Labar on guitar, including lead guitar on two songs. Eric Brittingham on bass and backing vocals. And Fred Corey on drums, though he didn't play on the album. There are additional musicians on the record, such as Jay Levin on steel guitar, Joseph Starnes, Cozy Powell, and Denny Carmassi on drums, Rick Craniti on piano, organ, and synthesizer, Kurt Shore and John Webster on keyboards, and Paulino da Costa on percussion. Now it's time to go into a track-by-track analysis of this album. Leading things off is Bad Seamstress Blues, Falling Apart at the Seams, written by Tom Kiefer.
this sure as shit doesn't sound like Cinderella's first album. It starts with an acoustic slide guitar and a muffled harmonica part that gives the flavor of an old blues number from a bygone era. Tom Kiefer sings a standard woe-is-me blues verse in his pure voice without his loud yowling and fuck me sideways, it doesn't sound half bad. Then it kicks into a mid-tempo bluesy rocker with electric slide guitar this time as Tom wheels out the yowl and relates how his life's come apart at the seams due to some bad seamstress who couldn't stitch it together. Now the poor bastard's homeless and he's singing the blues. I dig the pre-chorus with my heart's like a wheel lyrics and also the chorus, which rocks a little more straightforward than the bluesy beginning of the tune. The guitar solo is solid bluesy, but not slide guitar. And let's face it, Tom's voice is an acquired taste, but if you can acquire it, this song leads off the record just right. The next track is Gypsy Road, written by Tom Kiefer. This has an almost Rolling Stones feel to the main riff, very roots rock, and it's a good one. When the rest of the band come in, there's a glam metal gloss to the production, especially on the drums, but the song still wants to be a rootsy rock number, complete with a constant organ playing underneath the song's framework, and yet it somehow maintains a fine line between the two musical styles. Tom yowls out the lyrics, which to my ears comes across as a typical road song, the burned out, lonely traveler driving all night to get back home, and it works. The guitar solo is competent and unremarkable. I've always loved this song, and it was the first single from the album that made it to number 51 on the Billboard Hot 100. We move on now to Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, written by Tom Kiefer. big power ballad of the album. This track's main sound is carried by a piano that a lot of the glam metal bands at the time were fucking around with in the wake of the success of Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home. This track has lush keyboard orchestration and Tom singing as tenderly as the yow will let him. Honestly, his voice doesn't really fit this tune, but fuck it, it's Cinderella and this is what the guy does with his voice. The lyrics are pretty self-explanatory, just read the title, as Tom pleads for his love to give him another chance. Oh, so heartbreaking. I do think this track has one of the better guitar solos on the record, and I know I sound like I'm making fun of it, and I am, but what the hell, I kind of dig this one too. I'm such a schmuck. This was the second single from the album, and hit number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Now we reach The Last Mile, written by Tom Kiefer. The 
This mid-tempo track sees Cinderella continuing to pull away from its glam rock trappings and embrace a bluesier, roots rock type of sound, with clean arpeggiated guitars buried in the mix and harder riffs once again taken from the Rolling Stones' playbook. The lyrics again reference travel as Tom and his pals Billy Boy and Old Lady Jane hop a train and keep it moving. Maybe they're hobos going from place to place always looking to make a fresh start. The chorus is good and catchy. This is another winner, and the album is cruising along. Released as the final single out of four, The Last Mile made it to number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100. Next, we'll catch our second wind, written by Tom Kiefer. Another old-school type rocker. This one, to my ears, has a strong Aerosmith vibe, especially the type of stuff they did in the 70s. It's another good source to draw from, and Cinderella do a solid job yet again, bringing the attitude and vibe of their influences to the forefront, yet still keeping their own spin on the music. This song has some tough-ass riffs and a nice, chunky chorus. I interpret the lyrics as a knock-me-down-and-I'll-get-back-up type of thing, you know, getting your second win when the chips are down. Then, after the solo and final chorus, the band change gears, and some conga percussion introduces an entirely new section that rides a steady groove and some faded vocal and guitar flourishes in an extended outro. It's the kind of shit Aerosmith used to do all the time, and it makes this track all the more interesting. I dig it. So let's flip the imaginary record over and drop the imaginary needle on Long Cold Winter, written by Tom Kiefer. Cinderella got the blues. This is done straight up, no frills, and not as a joke, though the very thought of this hair metal band attempting a legitimate blues number at first seems ridiculous. Do they pull it off? Well, no one's going to mistake them for Muddy Waters, or even Cream for that matter. But they certainly tackle this better than, say, Poison ever could, and Poison actually tried, believe it or not. The organ returns to provide atmosphere, and Tom yowls his I left my baby and I'm freezing without your love lyrics with gusto. The blues guitar is passable, I suppose. Look, this is about as authentic as a whoopee cushion fart, but for what it is, I can live with it. Next up is If You Don't Like It, written by Eric Brittingham and Tom Kiefer. There it is. There's the Cinderella we knew and loved. This epitomizes the hair metal that the band was first associated with. It's got a good hard rock riff, and I really dig the sing-along chorus, which is a hallmark of the genre. 
Except the part where Tom hits a few extra high notes that rake my brain like nails on a blackboard. Fuck, I wish this guy would sing in his natural voice. This song also has some cowbell, yeah baby, and a more prominent bass line in the mix. You may have noticed that I haven't mentioned Eric Brittingham's playing yet, and there's a reason for that. His bass playing is pretty pedestrian, but in his defense, that's another hallmark of glam metal. Maybe Eric has Getty Lee chops and he's reduced to playing these simple stock bass lines. Eh, then again, maybe not. The lyrics this time find Tom telling everybody that he's going to do it his way, and if you don't like it, fuck you, he just don't care. Yeah, a gazillion songs have been written about that kind of subject, but I like this track anyway, so if you don't like it... Continuing on now, the next track is Coming Home, written by Tom Kiefer. Yet another song about the restless traveler. Tom's coming home to you, baby, so are you tough enough for his love? Hey, at this point he was part of a successful touring band, so it stands to reason that these road songs were pouring out of him. This track begins with some acoustic guitars and Tom singing in his real voice, which again I prefer, over the yowl. Aw, fuck, it's back. The band joins in and we get some more Roots Rock goodness. And damn, Jeff Labar gets to play lead guitar on this one. I haven't mentioned his name on the podcast yet. And then we learn why he doesn't play more lead because he pretty much blows. All right, maybe I'm being unfair to Jeff. Maybe he wasn't given enough bars to really show his stuff. I don't know. This song has a busy, lengthy outro on it that has plenty of percussion and a good I'm on my way vocal hook with Tom yowling these shine on me parts that make me chuckle. Not my favorite track on the album, but it's decent. And it was the third single that made it all the way to number 20. The penultimate track is Fire and Ice, written by Tom Kiefer. Bring me more glam metal. This could have easily fit on Cinderella's first album, Night Songs. It's got all the elements. Rocking riffs, shout-along chorus, standard guitar solo, softer bridge section, yowling I want that hot chick vocals, all done in 3 minutes and 20 seconds. It's pretty run-of-the-mill as far as hair metal goes, but it's not horrible. It just doesn't have anything to truly make it stand out, the very definition of filler material. But I've heard much worse than this, put it that way. And that brings us to the final track, Take Me Back, written by Tom Kiefer. drum beat with some kick-ass cowbell opens this sucker, and the cowbell is ever-present throughout the tune, 
usually something I always welcome. Unfortunately, this one does feel like Cinderella's scraping the bottom of the barrel, as the song itself is really bland. The main riff as well as the solo is this distorted steel guitar that doesn't grab me at all. And combined with the uninspired vocals, this song feels like a cast-off from the Aerosmith shit pile. I can see it now. Andy Johns, the producer, saying, Tom, come on, we need another song to finish the record. Ten minutes later, I got it, fellas. It sounds like Humble Pie pissing themselves while sleepwalking. Yeah, and the lyrics are more of, I'm coming off the road, let's live in the past and rekindle the fires. What do you say, baby? Another fucking road song? We've heard enough of this shit on the album already. It's a blah end to the record, and it's Aaron Stinky Stinker. Not even the cowbell can save it, that's how dull it is. Now that the track by track is finished, I'll go into my final thoughts and album rating. For you new listeners, the rating is a 0 to 5 system, with 5 being a favorite album of mine, all the way down to a 0, which is a hot turd. Cinderella got their big break when John Bon Jovi saw them in a Philadelphia club and recommended them to his record company A&R Man, who ended up signing the band. At first, Cinderella didn't appeal to me because, for one, they were named after a fucking princess, and two, Tom Kiefer's voice drove me nuts and he paid the price for singing in that throat-shredding style as he ended up with fucked-up vocal cords, which he still deals with to this day. Eventually, though, I got past the voice, and I recognized that the songs were pretty good, and by the time this album came along, I was ready to give it a try. Long Cold Winter showed me a couple of things. This is Tom Kiefer's show. He is the talent of this band and the primary focus, and... Tom apparently didn't want to hang around with the other darlings of the glam metal scene, as this record shifts away from that territory to the more hallowed ground of blues rock. Surprisingly, Cinderella pulls his feet off remarkably well sonically, even though their look was still quite glammy and they toured their asses off with other prominent glam metal bands. They never quite escaped from it, but I don't fault them for it either. I like this album. I feel it's Cinderella's best, and I give it a four. I think overall, it's a damn good listen from a damn good band. Now I'd like to share a listener review, our first official review we've gotten for the podcast. It's a five-star review on Facebook, and it comes to us from Sam George. Sam wrote, It took only two days to listen to all our four reviews. I love the unholy frig out of this podcast. A big fat five stars. Sam, thanks for leaving that review. Thank you so much for listening, and we're glad you enjoy the podcast. Greatly appreciated. And that's going to do it for this episode. You can find this podcast at places like iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review of it. If you take the time to do that, I'll read your review right here on the show. If you'd like to contact me directly, I can be reached at RidiculousRockRecords at gmail.com and also on the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews Facebook page, where there is a link to hear each podcast. You can also review the show on Facebook if you'd prefer to do it that way, and yes, I'll read your Facebook review right on the podcast like I did today. You want to come on the podcast and talk about an album with me? Shoot me an email, we'll set it up. I'm always looking for co-pilots to host the show with me, and I would also welcome any requests or suggestions for albums to cover. Feel free to leave all of your feedback, comments, reviews, and or suggestions at any of those places I just described. I'd love to hear from you. And lastly, here at R4, we thank you so much for giving this podcast a listen, and a massive thank you if you like and support the show. Take care, and I'll catch you later.
Tom Kiefer's voice, which sounded like a cross between Brian Johnson of ACDC and Stephen Cap... What? Alright, alright, hold on. Hold on. Kiefer's, I gotta restart this shit. Oh, well, look at this shit. <laughs> 